Hello! My name is Christina, and thank you for checking in to the Home for Weird OCs. This is a podcast where a friend and I talk about our original characters, the good, the bad, and the self-inserts. And today, our guest is my friend Cassidy. How are you doing? I'm doing alright. How are you? I I could complain about the fact that what I'm pretty sure is one of my muffin tins got the nonstick coating ruined on it today. But I'm not going to complain about that because I don't know whose fault it was. Hmm. It could have been my fault, so I'm not going to complain about something that is my fault. Ah. And besides, God knows there's enough things to complain about in the world anyway. But thankfully, this is not a complaining podcast. This is a podcast where we talk about good things, like original characters. So who are we talking about today, Cassidy? Uh, so we are talking about my OC, Jess Beakerbreaker. Which is a phenomenal name, by the way. I wanted Thank to you. get I wanted to get that out before we actually started like talking about Jess. <laughs> I am I am fond of it. And I have actually changed aspects of Jess over the years for that name to make more sense. Okay, okay. Now, from from the name Beaker Breaker, listeners, you may think that this is because Jess is a character specifically made to fight Beaker the Muppet, but I don't think that's so. Is it? Uh, not originally, although who could say where the future may lead us? That's very true. It's 2020. Who knows? Yeah, Beaker's back on television, in air quotes. Wait, really? Yeah, Muppets Now. Oh, is that the is that the Disney Plus thing? Yeah, it's the Disney Plus thing. <sighs> okay, I know I just said that this is not a complaining podcast, but I have to do a small complaint if that's okay with you. Absolutely. I'm okay. I'm very upset with how the Disney company is treating the Muppets. Yeah, I definitely agree and understand where you're coming from. I'm for reference here, listeners. I'm someone who grew up with at least three VHS tapes of The Muppet Show, like the show, the musical review show they did, where one time Mark Hamill came on and then he was joined by Luke Skywalker for the final musical number of the show. Mm -hmm. Um, And I am upset that nowadays Disney has tried to make The Muppets into The Office. Uh, It's like Yeah, the the new thing isn't that, is what I'll say. Okay. The new thing is like a variety show. Originally, apparently, it was supposed to be like not episodes of a thing, but more just like short, like internet bits, like skits, like little skits. Yeah. Okay. Um, it, so it's not quite as much variety because like there's a lot of recurring segments, mm-hmm. um, and there's not any music really, which is okay. a shame. But yeah. it is it is a variety show in a sense. Yeah. That's a shame. One of my favorite things about the the original Muppet Show was the time when they had Paul Simon on and they sang 50 Ways to Love Your Lever. <laughs> the only Muppets I grew up with was uh, the one where Gonzo's a space alien. Ah, that's the movie, I think? It's one of the movies. It's the only movie that's not on Disney+. Plus. Okay. I haven't actually seen any of the Muppet movies besides that one that starred Jason Segel and Amy Adams. And Walter, the self-insert new Muppet. <laughs> Walter does a pretty good, some good stuff in the in the new show. Oh, I'll good! Say. I'm glad to hear that. I do like Walter. Yeah, 
Uh, but anyways, welcome to Muppets. Anyway. <laughs> oh my gosh. Put th- you and I joined Tanner and Lindsay for for a Not Fire Review First episode where we reboot the Muppets. Uh, I would love to, but I'm con- contractually obligated to only show up on there when I'm doing a Cat D crossover. I understand that. Anyway, who are we here to talk about today, Cassidy, if not uh, the Muppets? <laughs> Wait, yes, we're Jess, talking- we already said Jess. Yes. Ah. <laughs> anyway, so on the on the form that you submitted about Jess, you left you were very concise in what you put in the in the information fields. So I don't actually know what kind of a character is Jess. Um, like, do you mean, like, personality-wise, or, like, origin? Uh, origin. Origin and intended purpose, let's say. Um, so, Jess was basically my, well, technically my second attempt at a tabletop character, but for all intents Mm -hmm. and purposes, the one that I got attached to the most, the first one. Um, it was, I had tried to play tabletop games in high school, did not happen um yeah that's valid getting into college i joined an online game with like a friend of a friend of a roommate and i ended up it's in the it was in pathfinder because all of the pathfinder stuff was available free online nice we Um, support a uh, we support a widely available tabletop rpg uh maybe not pathfinder (laughs) that's what i'll say about that that's valid for what i from what i know of pathfinder that's extremely valid (laughs) But that was what we were playing, and times have changed. Uh, mm-hmm. So I made a uh, elven alchemist, female elven alchemist. Um, I picked alchemist specifically because I was going. I was like, I want to play something, you know, it's not a like, basic. I I wanted to pick something strange because that's what I like doing is picking the strange thing. Oh yeah, I I totally get that. Especially in a system like, at least what I know of Pathfinder, which is that it's very easy to make extremely customized characters. Yeah, they have a lot of weird uh, class choices in like the original Pathfinder one. Okay, system. okay. Uh, like shortly after I made Jess, they in- added a new class that was basically uh, Benders from Avatar. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, it was like a whole thing. But Alchemists, they're they have like multiple different things they could do, but for our purposes, Jess mostly just makes potions. Okay. But yeah, she, in a sense, that's a spell casting thing. She would drink a potion to gain the spell effect. Interesting. Okay. So make a potion with, let's say, fireball. Uh, yeah. It wouldn't be specifically fireball because like Alchemist had this whole specific. Yeah, list yeah, yeah. of spells they had access to. Okay. The fireball was just the first tabletop spell that popped into my head. Hmm. There, there's, it's good. It's equi- There's equivalent stuff. It's Okay. So Jess makes a potion with the intended spell, and mm-hmm. then later drinks the potion, and then just instantaneously casts the spell from the potion? Uh, basically. Um, okay, Because okay. about, I would say... 25 to 33 percent of alchemist spells are gross it would probably be something like she drinks the potion and then burps up a fireball interesting okay 
Um, but also, in addition to that, she could create bombs. Um, Ooh. And bombs were one of my favorite things, because as a fourth level spell, I could make it a special kind of bomb that... Uh, so my Jess's original bomb style basically... You know, it exploded and then there was fire everywhere. Kind of like yeah. a Molotov or something like that. Yeah, okay. Um, but as a fourth level spell, I could give the bomb the ability to, when it explodes and there's fire everywhere, it also summons up to four snakes. Interesting. And the snakes have a chance to vent, uh, poison people with their venom. Interesting, okay. Very chaotic. Um, so it's a lot of weird stuff like that and... I just sort of became attached to, you know, it just hit the right, scratched the right itches of doing weird stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, It was also relatively early on. Actually, I can send you a picture because I still have the first picture I drew because it was on my old computer. Ooh, yes. Pictures are always, always appreciated. Uh, Let me get down to where it is. What is the difference between these two? I don't remember. Here we go. We'll just go with this one. Uh, Warning, there's a lot of eyeballs. Uh, This is an old image, and I would definitely like to redraw it sometime, because Mm -hmm. I said earlier Jess was originally an elf. Elves don't normally have last names like Beaker Breaker. That's a very dwarven name. And it just made sense to me, because, like, dwarfs are a thing. I mean... It's fantasy. Do what you want. <laughs> yeah, but also I did like the idea of making a dwarf at some point. Okay. And I haven't yet, but for my intents and purposes, you know, in my brain, that is what Jess is. Uh, okay. Slightly shorter than original, um, you know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, I also have a character sheet here of what I would do at level 20, which is the maximum level. Um, Interesting, okay. By level 20, she would get beetle wings. Ooh. Now, I have to say, this art of Jess that you shared with me, Cassidy, Uh it it is a very chaotic picture. Even accepting the background, it is a very chaotic picture. (laughs) Yes. And I support that. I am a big fan of a lot of the vibes that this character has. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's why it's my, one of my go-to OCs. If I'm making a character in something, half the time it's Jess. Nice. And I feel like maybe the most, if not for you know the uh, the um oh gosh the the test tube, the the tube of dripping and smoking ingredients and the bomb. Jess's next stand uh most noteworthy feature. <laughs> Is her purple, black, is her purple and black, or no, it's not purple and black, I was looking at it at the corner of my eyes. It is like 100% magenta and black, like Yu-Gi-Oh hair, yeah, with uh, one cyan streak, and this is a yellow like, streak in the back, also. Okay, okay. Cassidy, this is like an archetypal archetypical i don't know what the word is this is like the perfect example of an oc made in high school and i support this very much yeah i'm a big fan and like fun fact about jess is like yeah shoot very first not like the very first step because there's you know a lot of steps before this when i was a lot younger but like one of the first steps that led to me realizing i was trans Mm -hmm. 
Um, especially because in college, in one of my English courses, we had to make a website for some okay. reason. We were given free hosting and a free domain. Oh, so I was like, dream. Right, I'll do something with this. And I put my art up on there and, uh, you know, teacher or professors going to go on there and leave comments and stuff like that. Uh, and mm-hmm. called this because I put my art on there because I do yeah. art sometimes. Uh, I put this up and she described it as being Freudian. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, was it was this wish fulfillment, Cassidy? Is this wish fulfillment? Uh, it was one of those things where at the time I'm like, yeah, I guess like the thing is I want to be this kind of person. Mm-hmm. And then my brain didn't register that for, like, another two years. <laughs> you know what? It's okay. You were, in, you were in college, and no one's brains are developed until they're out of college anyway. Yeah. Including mine. Um, but yeah, that's, that's like a quick rundown on the origins and basics of Jess. Nice. So then, what... Um, would you like to kind of walk us through Jess's history as a character? So, like, where, like, the circumstances of her birth. What was she like as a kid? What kind of cool adventures did she get on in Pathfinder? Which, my, my knowledge of Pathfinder is limited to the point where all I know is that I can get extremely buckwild very, very quickly. Uh, Pathfinder is, for all purposes, just knock off D&D to like mm-hmm. the most extreme level it's D&D with the numbers filed off but with more numbers okay okay that tracks I also know that Pathfinder is apparently very good if you want to do min-maxing is that yeah. correct yes um, okay. Jess has a lot of feats that allow her to grapple things ooh okay Um, and in her basically first and only adventure in Pathfinder it was a very short-lived campaign. Um, gotcha. We we decided to actively split up the party. Um, and even okay. when faced with going down a stairway that plays the prices right, like, incorrect noise, I was like, oh, let's go anyways. It'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I had to fight off a giant centipede with one other person. Ooh. <laughs> and it was definitely that- designed to kill us. That's a no for me. Yeah, it wasn't great, um, but Jess drank a potion and grew gorilla arms and put the centipede in a headlock. I support I support Jess. That is like, that's like peak tabletop madness. Yeah, Alchemist has got big chaos energy, uh, which is something I've been told that I have. I would agree. But yeah, her original Pathfinder story ended with them clearing that up and ending up on the top of a tower next to a sleeping dragon. Ooh. Nice. But like since then, it's mostly just been me making creative characters and stuff and just, you know, sticking with the same aesthetics. Mm-hmm. Uh, and things where I get to do big, powerful strikes or other, like, grabs or chaos moves, I... You know, I lean towards those. Like, my monster hunter character for a while was Jess, you know, swapping okay. between, like, Hammer and stuff like that. I bet that would be a good fit from, from what I know of Monster Hunter. Yeah, Monster Hunter's got 
a similar energy to Jess as a character. Good. Um, the current next thing is if so, our mutual friend Crash mm-hmm. uh, has I play Final Fantasy fourteen with them, mm-hmm. uh, and they have said I think it's mostly wish and less rumor, but a theoretical next class they add to that game would be like a chemist job or something. Ooh. And I've decided that the moment they do that, I am making an alt so I can play as Jess. Nice. I bet that would be great. Yeah. Um, in Final Fantasy, Jess would end up being a Wallafell, which is the tiny ones. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. I don't know much about a Final Fantasy, so thank you for clarifying that. <laughs> I, think I think I might have a picture of that, too, because I already opened up the character creator. <laughs> yes, there we are. Oh, okay, nice. Uh, yes, you can, you can definitely tell that the Lalofell have chaos in their veins. Yes. Um, trying to think, like, the thing about Jess is she hasn't fully existed in anything that has story. Like, my mm-hmm. idea for backstory is that she probably went to wizard school. Yeah. Um, went along those lines. Mostly just to learn spells. May have dropped out at some point after learning all she wanted to know. May have stuck around forever. Either It's one of those. It's either dropped out early mm-hmm. or stayed for too long. Yeah. Went to wizard school, but then found out that she was able to make a lot of money by running like a microbrewery out of her dorm closet. <laughs> so here's the thing. <laughs> Oh my gosh, was I on point with that? <laughs> uh, level 1 spell is a spell called Polypurpose Panacea, which is you create a potion that has a very specific effect that you choose, one of which is intoxication. Oh my god, so is she brewing? She's brewing. That, I, yep, that fits. <laughs> now... If you were playing Jess in the modern day, would she be running like the hipster microbrewery from her dorm room? Uh, probably not. I imagine her, like, if I were to play her again, less more like, less making beer and more like selling people potions that do wild stuff. Mm, okay. Uh, and maybe terrorizing her roommates by saying like, hey, drink this. What does it do? Don't ask. Just drink it. Yeah, that, uh, <laughs> in a D&D campaign that is, that I am technically participating in, but is currently on indefinite hiatus, um, one of the characters is a fighter who is also, who is also, like, an alchemist. Ah, excellent. Mostly because this character's player really wanted to be brewing potions that had random effects, so this character does literally test potions on the party but since every time it's a random table it's really no testing (laughs) Mm -hmm. excuse me oh also uh jess Mm -hmm. is trans now nice which i think is another reason she would be getting into alchemy Mm -hmm. getting into it for the sake of like homebrewing hormones hey there we go See, I, I, I didn't even go to pro, not not pronouns. I didn't even go to hormones. My my thought was gonna be like, 
brewing like transformation potions that kind of a thing which i guess hormones are technically also transformation potions you know the thing is i extremely small doses but (laughs) i didn't even have this in mind when i was originally creating the character level Mm -hmm. one spells on this original character sheet that i have include disguise self and vocal alteration (laughs) (laughs) oh gosh this is like this is like you looking back and just being like shaking younger Cassidy like the signs were there. Uh-huh. I do that all the time. <laughs> I sit here and think about even when I was like a young child uh like telling stories with toys, I think about the mm-hmm. stories I told and I'm like you fool, you absolute buffoon. <laughs> <sighs> It's okay. It's okay though, because all of that ended up with you here, living yes. what I hope is a much better life. <laughs> uh, absolutely. Good. That's the thing about like if someone, people have asked like asked the generic thought questions of like, oh, right, if you could go back and change one thing, what would you change? I'm like, I know how time travel works. I can't change any of it yeah. because I like everything that I have right now too much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. See, I feel like the thing is that. Unless the rule of, like, you observing something changes it inherently. I feel like I wouldn't necessarily, like, time travel. I'd, like, side time travel. I'd see, like, something else that was going on. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't observe myself. I'd just be like, I just want to see what happened at this one time. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) So, um, since Jess is such a chaotic character... Did that carry over to any interactions that she had or maybe in some form currently has, like, outside of the Pathfinder game? Well, I haven't gotten a chance to actually play her in any other game or any other system, which is a shame. Half of it's because um, that most of the time if I'm in a game I'm running or it's in a system that it wouldn't quite make sense for me to put Jess in it. Mm -hmm. Um, Like... I wouldn't put Jess in Monster Hearts. I yeah. think Jess is a mostly unromantic character. Gotcha. Which is the one difference between Jess and me. <laughs> um, but like, you know, I I have had other characters in mind. I, I I imagine scenarios that those characters all get into would get into together. But like, I don't mm-hmm. have anything specific. It's definitely a case of Jess acting like the way I was suggesting of being a source of chaos uh the inciting incident and day-to-day events okay okay what then is the most chaotic thing that jess did was it the uh was it the gorilla arms potion might have been the gorilla arms potion because i did then throw one of those viper bombs i was telling you about down the thing's throat okay that do it. That get the job done. It did get the job most of the way done. Good. I'm glad to hear that. So, since you have mentioned um a couple of times that Jess isn't currently in involved with a narrative, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Um, what is something that you would like to involve Jess with in the future? Like, is there a particular like tabletop system that you love to see her in, or? Would you love to feature her in a webcomic or something? I don't know. I'm just spitballing here. Uh, 
I've definitely thought about webcomic stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Jess would be involved in it at any point. Maybe as like a side background character thing that I'm doing as an Easter egg for myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, more so than anything else. Um, I make video games, so there's a non-zero chance Jess would show up in one of those. <laughs> oh, um, that'd be neat. But like, I don't ever imagine like putting her in as a main character in anything. Um, okay. Directly, but like, let's say, you know, someone else and I are collaborating on like an RPG maker thing. Mm-hmm. Maybe I would see about putting Jess in that kind of stuff. Okay. Okay. Um, RPG system wise, I I love a Jess could fit outside of fantasy settings, but I do love the clash of someone who's very scientific and mm-hmm. doing potions in a fantasy setting. Oh yeah, oh yeah, definitely. Because that's that's that is just like the, the clash of science versus magic is it is always so interesting. Because I mean, it's been in it's been in everything from like Star Trek to Power Rangers, and that's just the first two examples that I thought of. Just like the the conflict between there is a method that we can use to make this effect happen and technology that we can use to make it happen. As opposed to just like, I wished real hard and poured some stuff into this bottle and now I can, now I can make ice bats or something. Yeah. I, I tend to think of Jess's alchemy as more the scientific stuff than, you Interesting. know, I okay. put a feeling into a bottle. Yeah. Um, but that's just because I'm a science person. <laughs> Some would say that is a defining characteristic of me, and I don't know how they're getting that uh, <laughs> perception, but it's not inaccurate, I suppose. I mean, probably because one of your one of your more publicly viewed pastimes is like programming and coding and stuff, which is science adjacent. Yeah. Um, in some circles, I did a bit. Um, so actually, I'm going to plug something that already happened if you don't mind <laughs> when i describe yeah, this it. um so back in the month of march of this year back before everything was going to like right in the middle of the beginning of it uh just yes before the things before got times. bad yeah uh there was this event called march masksness oh was that the was that the tabletop uh like the tabletop system masks yeah it was like this uh big social media crossover event of a bunch of different mask actual plays interesting Um, i am not on a mask actual play Mm -hmm. but i did participate because i was a guest on an episode that had not yet been released interesting okay um but as part of that uh you know there's like this whole um like a march madness bracket they do for sports but mm-hmm. with the uh, fictional superhero characters. Interesting. Okay. So I did a couple of videos with uh, with Charlie and sometimes a special guest. Uh, where I would go through there and we would predict things that happen. And the entire time I claimed that our methods were incredibly scientific. <laughs> uh, when I was basing all of this just on the names because I had never heard of any of these characters. Yeah. I mean, that's a science. I say as an art major (laughs) who hasn't had a science class since 2015, 16, 
I don't remember anymore. This person's name is has the word writer in it, and all common writers are bugs, so clearly this person's superpowers are bugs. It's science. That tracks. Um, but yeah, that's that's more about me than the character, though, I suppose. <laughs> Although, <laughs> it's a lot of overlap, as we've discussed. I mean, it, as I've said on this podcast many times before, there is no character who has ever completely separate from being a self-insert in some fashion. Yeah. You have people have to try really really hard to not make a character that is in some way similar to them. It's possible, but it's also really really like hard to fight against. Mhm. Yeah, I definitely uh can see that. Just thinking about all the characters I've made in the past and the ones that I plan on making in the future. Mm-hmm. And looking at other people's characters, it definitely makes sense. Yeah. So something we haven't talked about is um, that on the uh, on the submission form, you mentioned that Jess's thing that she's best at is potions. Yes. So how, like, kind of walk us through what Jess's like process is when she's making potions or when she's trying to achieve like a desired effect. Is it kind of like how we've been talking about this? She's more scientific. Is it more improvisational? Um, I imagine it as like a scientific approach to magical effects. Like if you okay. think of um, stuff, magic and like, other settings, it's when you make like eye of newt is known to have this effect when you use it in a spell. So scientifically okay. combining these effects in predetermined amounts. Um, doing this is like mourning rituals, essentially. Okay, but when when mourning, do you mean mourning is in the time of day or mourning is in the grieving period? Uh, mourning is in the time of day. Okay, okay, okay. That is interesting. Then what would you, what would Jess say was her favorite potion to make? Is it the Fire Vipers? Oh, uh, see, the Fire Vipers is so iconic. It is extremely iconic. I only got to use it once, and it's my favorite one. Then what's her second favorite? Uh, the second most iconic is an incredibly gross one that I'm not sure if she would still have. Ah, uh, okay. Um, it's that one. Got it. Yeah. She might still have it, but probably okay. not as iconic as a result. Um Okay. Let me look at the level 20 list again, see if there's anything cool I added that I never got to use, but I did add it. Oh, what happened? Did y'all knock it up to 20? No, we only played once. Um, but one time I was like, well, what would my character look like at level 20? Okay, okay. Um. Okay, so there is a potion on here called Twin Form, and I don't know what it does. Um, but I imagine it creates a second version of Jess. <laughs> Okay. Uh, and right below that is one called Undead Anatomy, which I think, if I remember correctly, turns me into a skeleton. Ooh, spoopy. Yeah, I, I, I am remembering now that the thing on Undead Anatomy is pick an undead creature of this like level range, and you mm -hmm. become it. Like permanently or temporarily? Temporarily, like okay, a good. like a druid <laughs> wild shape thing. Gotcha. Okay. So she would drink a potion and become, let's say, a dance, a dance macabre. Okay, okay. Which is a skeleton that curses people to dance. Nice. 
Just spooky, scary skeletons all the time. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty good one. Yeah, that's good. I feel like this is kind of hallmarks of the trope of the lethal joke character. Yeah, I I definitely can understand where that vibe is coming from. Most of it's just because the the various effects that it sounds like can be achieved when you're playing an alchemist in Pathfinder are just so so like off the wall screwball comedy. Mm-hmm. And then you know <laughs> the enemy has to deal with being set on fire and having vipers thrown at them. Yeah. Uh, I will say, if I did play as Jess in a system like, let's say, 13th Age, mm-hmm. uh, a systems where they don't have Alchemist, I feel like Sorcerer is usually a pretty good second. Okay, yeah. Um, 13th Age specifically, Sorcerer has like a lot of... There's a lot of classes in 13th Age that have weird recharge rules, or like these are moves that only activate if you rolled an even number and stuff like that. Okay, that feels kind of prohibitive to play, but you know what? If it works, then go for it. (laughs) Well, usually it's like this spell will happen if you roll an even number, but you don't have to try to do it all the time. Oh, okay, okay, gotcha. Like bards would have stuff like, all right, you do your attack, and also if you roll an even number, this song happens. Okay, gotcha. That makes more sense now. Okay, here's a here is a fun question, maybe. Hopefully it's a fun question. All of the um, questions have been fun so far, so it's a good chance. <laughs> well, good. Um what did what did you learn from playing Jess? I know you said it was only the one time, but clearly Jess has stuck with you to the present day. I think the main reason Jess has stuck with me so much is just because of how closely related Jess as a character is to my uh like realization of mm-hmm. being trans and you know working out some yeah. of those thoughts mm-hmm. um and stuff like that i guess that's really like the biggest thing yeah and also just it's it's a level of like just because the the chaos possibilities were there so much it just sticks in my head cuz i constantly am thinking about it's like, mm-hmm. okay, but what if I could do something this chaotic in something that I make? <laughs> oh, yeah. See, that's the thing about chaos, is that there's just... there There is no limit to what can and cannot be done. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess technically it's that there's no limit to what cannot be done. No, wait, hold up. Switch that around. I said that wrong. Well, I mean, either way, it's still very chaotic. Yes. <laughs> this is why I'm neutral. Uh, Jess's original, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Alignment was chaotic neutral, but I think it's definitely chaotic good. If I were okay. to remake in a system that has an alignment chart that matters. Okay. I I feel like at this point, the the alignment chart that was originated in Dungeons and Dragons has become so like ubiquitous that even if it's from a system that doesn't have or require an alignment, if you say, like, hey, this is my character, this is Stephanie, and she is lawful neutral, or, like, lawful tired or something, people are going to know what you're talking about. Does Stephanie also start with a silent K? 
<laughs> oh yeah, that's something we haven't talked about. Um, there's a silent K at the beginning of it, of Jess's name, right? Yeah. Was there any like any particular impetus between so, behind giving her a silent K? Uh, yes. So even like I said in high school, I wanted to play you know tabletop games and couldn't. Mm -hmm. Which led to me finding actual play podcasts before they became like a common thing. Oh wow, really? Uh, I believe so. I found uh, nice. the one that I like stuck with, um, even technically to this day, even though it's called something else. Mm -hmm. um, is the original one I found was Let's Play Dungeons and Dragons Fourth Edition, which was a Let's Play from the Something Awful forums that got uploaded as a podcast. Interesting. Okay. Um, so I started listening to that and then eventually they did the, uh, the play test for 13th age and that spun off into its own thing that was started okay. as let's play 13th age, but then became six feet under feet okay. spelled like the, the tabletop thing. Yeah. 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 I feel like I've heard of six feet under. It's probably on one of the many post-it notes that I have behind my sound screen right now of podcasts to look into. Mm -hmm. I will say is almost a 100% chance that I'm the reason. <laughs> Knowing our friend circle, I don't know anyone else who listens to it. Mm -hmm. um, but part of 13th Age uh, game was they played it in a combat sport called Jess, spelled with a silent K. Um, okay. And I just really liked it. One, if I'm not mistaken, it may not have been Jess, but one of the other things that happened then was basically Calvin Ball. Ooh, I love me a Calvin ball. Yeah, uh, it's it was good stuff. Um, but like, I just stuck onto that work because I just thought it was it was very fun to think about. Just that word in general, and it yeah. was just, it happened similarly around the same time of when I made the character. So I was like, all right, I'll go with this word, and then I need a mm -hmm. last name. I'm playing an alchemist. How about Beaker Breaker? Even though that's like a dwarf thing. Whatever. I, I I still think that Beaker Breaker is it's a very good name for a character. It is, and that's why I decided to change uh or to a dwarf and change the last name because I could never change that last mm -hmm. name. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Because like I, I feel like the the general trend for dwarves that you know it doesn't always have to be emblematic of who they are as a person, but I feel like it tends towards, like, what their role is or something famous that an ancestor did or something like that. Mm -hmm. Like, with a, dwar a dwarf with the last name Ironstone has probably gotten that because they are very hardy. Yes. Or, like, they're miners or something. Yeah. And, like... I don't know, like Rockhammer or something is probably also a miner or a smith. <laughs> mm-hmm. And but Beaker, Beaker Breaker, that, Beaker that Breaker. tells you what you're up to. <laughs> it does. It tells you exactly what you have to expect from this character, which is number one, duck. Duck and watch out for broken glass. Uh, I saw another spell here on my level 20 spell list that was called Dust Form. Okay. Which I assume means I turn into dust. <laughs> and I don't know why I picked that one, but it does sound interesting. I mean, assuming that your character... I'm assuming that Jess would be able to, you know, like, 
move and stuff, that'd be really good for, like, infiltration. Mm-hmm. And also stealth, probably. Yeah, 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 definitely. I I should say, I'll say this here, because you may have noticed by now, when I play RPGs, I tend to start using first-person uh, to refer to things. I I totally get that, Cassidy. The... <laughs> The only times when I when like I personally don't use first person to refer to a character's actions are when I'm trying to match what everyone else is doing. Mm-hmm. Or if it's like if I'm talking about it in a remote enough sense. Like this is something that happened to a character that I played for four sessions three years ago. And I'd never got in character enough to be able to use first person authentically. If that makes sense. Yeah. Okay, so question. Before we go into the last question for tonight. <laughs> spoilers, we're recording this at night. Um, is there anything that we didn't talk about with Jess that you want to talk about before we do the wrap-up stuff? Um, no. The only other thing I would want to say is something that I shouldn't say because it's gross. Okay. If... You know what? That's something that when this episode goes up, you can please feel free to reveal what this spell is that we've been talking about and talking around the entire episode. You know what? No, I'm just going to go on Twitter right now and just tweet those two words. (laughs) This is a bit that I do on all of my podcasts. (laughs) You and Tanner both do this thing where you're like recording a podcast and you're just like tweeting out non sequiturs from it as it happens. Normally I do it from the podcast Twitter, but I don't have access to your podcast for good reasons. (laughs) God, that'd be weird if I just like, hey, everyone, here's the here's the wayward Twitter account login information. Mm -hmm. Now I'm curious and I have to go to Twitter and see what it is that you just how you phrased it. I have just put the spell name. (laughs) Yup. Yup. To be fair, it had other options than the one that I wrote down. It's just the one I wrote down was the one I always chose. Ah, gotcha. You went with the iconic definition. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess that's it then. Um, is there, if, if there's something else, then I would like to ask you the last question. All right. Your last question is... Why do you love Jess so much? I just... Jess is very integral to who I am as a person these days, if it hasn't been made mm-hmm. clear. Uh, <laughs> down, Even down to personality, to be honest. I yeah. Every day I've become more and more like what my brain says Jess is, and it's not necessarily <laughs> on purpose. Yeah. Um, it's, it's very much like... A character that didn't start as a self-insert becoming a self-insert and then becoming, like, a self-goal in some ways. <laughs> I Self-insert to self-actualization. Yeah. Uh, and they, it's just... Also, like, that name's very good. It is. And so I, I just... I, at no point will I ever be able to abandon this character, so I just... Oh, I don't it. think you should. Yeah, absolutely. Like it's it's good. I love it. 
I love Good. her. I'm so, I'm so glad to hear that, Cassidy. Especially because, like, I know that I have characters that I made when I was in high school. And some of them I'm content to leave them, you know, in high school. So I'm very glad to hear that you continue to love Jess. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think a lot of it also stems from the fact that because she was barely used in the original setting, she's mm-hmm. basically a blank slate for whatever I want to stick onto her without her really changing. That's very true. And I think that helps a lot. Now, the important question is, is your hair goal to have magenta and black and blue and blonde Yu-Gi-Oh hair? I couldn't pull it off. I mean, Halloween season is approaching. You never know. Yeah, I just, getting my hair that vibrant would involve bleaching it, and I don't trust myself to do that to my hair. I'll stick with making it red. I mean, also, wigs. Yeah. (laughs) And on that note, (laughs) I don't have a better way to sag into the outro. So, thank you so much for coming on the show, Cassidy. Uh, I love getting to hear about Je- about. I almost just said Jeshka, who is Tanner's OC. <laughs> I am so glad that you were that you were willing to come on and talk about Jeff. Uh, gosh dang it! I almost did it again. Yeah, uh, it's fine. It's nowhere near as bad as when basically every time I go to end one of my podcasts, I almost do the outro for another podcast that I'm not even on. <laughs> okay, let's do. Let me do another take. So thank you so much, Cassidy, for coming on the show. I loved hearing about Jess, and I am so glad that you still love her. It was a delight to be on. Well, th- thank you. I'm I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> so where would you like to be found on the internet? What do you have that you want to promote? I know you have stuff. I have quite a bit of stuff, and even stuff that I can't talk about now. So I'll talk about everything mm. else instead. Uh, you can find me directly on Twitter at MadLobotanist, that's M-A-D-L-O-B-O-T-A-N-I-S-T, uh, where I tweet stuff, like those two words that I tweeted just moments ago. <laughs> uh, you can also find podcasts that I do, such as Kids and Their Dog, a Scooby-Doo movie review and recap podcast, which you can find on Twitter at Kids and Their Dog. You could mm-hmm. find uh, Precure Podcast Engage, a show where Charlie and I talk about the entire Pretty Cure franchise and also Ben 10. <laughs> uh, and there's also RNGG, a randomly generated game design podcast, which is over at RNGG Podcast on Twitter. I do that one with Crash. Um, I don't know if I said the Twitter account for Prepod, so it's at Prepod Engage on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, I also also sometimes stream, but that I'll just tweet about whenever. And mm-hmm. I sometimes make video games and also occasionally tabletop games, which can be found at uh, madlobotanist.itch.io. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I've seen some of the stuff that you've done, and I know I've played some of the games. Mm-hmm. Very good work. Thank you. That was like the most... That was like the most like robotic phrasing that I could have said with that. Anyway. <laughs> oh, wait, hold on. I do want to plug two more things that I'm technically in. Yeah, that's go for all it. Right. Yes, definitely. Um, so I spoke earlier about me guesting on a Masks podcast. 
I guested on Apex City, which is a mass actual play podcast that's over oh, at yeah. Apex City Pod. They're doing like this whole year-long event in addition to their regular episode. It's called Hindsight because it's the year 2020. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yep. I play a Take character. A drink. <laughs> yep. uh, I play a character during the Silver Age arc and all of the episodes for that are up already. Okay. Um, if I had to give a quick pitch, Silver Age specifically is superheroes in space because it's the 70s and things go bad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very, very true. Uh, and the other thing I wanted to plug is that I was a guest on another podcast. I don't know if you heard of it, Christina. It's a it's a Glee podcast. Yes, yes. Uh, it's called Losers Like Me. I, I feel weird about promoing my own stuff on my own show, so thank you for bringing that up. Uh, you'll have to correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure the Twitter account is Loser Like Me Pod. Yes, you are correct. Um, so yeah, I, I'll be on that. The episode hasn't gone up. Yeah, <laughs> the the episode is going to be coming out two days after this wayward episode goes live. So, listeners, if you want to hear Cassidy and I talking with our friend Tanner, um, and us accidentally subjecting Cassidy to a capital T terrible episode of Glee, <laughs> it's fine. It was the only episode of Glee I've ever seen. Oh gosh, we got to get you a better sample for that. <laughs> Maybe I'll just send you the, I, I could just send you the link to the, like, the people on Glee said account that one of the, one of the accounts made a video about just, like, sound clips from the show. I think it may have come across my, uh, my timeline, thanks to Tanner. Yeah, probably. Alright, that's it for my plugs. Okay, sweet. The Home for Wayward OCs is a part of the Corner Podcast Network. It can be heard through Acast or on your local podcasting platform of choice. If we're not there, let me know and I'll work on getting there. Our theme song is Violet by Poddington Bear, courtesy of the Free Music Archives. New episodes come out on the second and fourth Mondays of the month. If you'd like to get in touch with us, we can be found on Twitter at WaywardOCPod or through the WaywardOCPod hashtag. And you can also email us at waywardocpod at gmail.com. Uh, if you are interested in being on the show, please uh, send me information about your OC, um, ideally through the Google form that is the pinned tweet on the Wayward Twitter page. But if you would prefer, you also can send me a tweet uh, to the Wayward Twitter account. I am trying to be better about responding to those in a timely fashion. So if you are interested, uh, Let's get a conversation going and hopefully we can get you on the show. Um, and this is the part now where I'm doing my my current events PSAs. Number one, wash your hands. Number two, wear a mask, especially if you're around someone who is at risk or if you are in a non-ventilated environment with people that you do not live with. Number three is support marginalized people. Do research on what causes there are in your area. If you are unable to support them in person at a protest or a demonstration, I would encourage you to find a cause that you can donate to online. Bail funds are always a good idea. Food pantries are always a good idea. Um, Also, there's just, there's literally so many causes that you can support. You could probably just hit random on GoFundMe and find a good cause to support. Um... Number four is please, if you live in the United States, 
make sure that you are registered to vote and then vote in the coming election. If you are not particularly invested in who wins presidential race, please vote for Joe Biden. Uh, even if he is not your ideal candidate for the for the role of president, he is more qualified than the other one who I am not going to name because you all know who I'm talking about. Um, I also would encourage you to look at the down-ballot races because those a lot of times more strongly affect your day-to-day life, roles such as the people who are elected to your state legislature, and also, you know, city council and district attorneys. So do your research. There is um, a couple of websites. I think there's one like Vote411 and Ballotpedia, both of which are good resources for that. Um... And the last thing is, if you if you like this show, please rate and review us on your listening platform of choice, and ideally also recommend us to a friend, because word of mouth is the best advertising, and plus I hope that you like this show enough to tell someone else about it. Um, because all of that helps us to find a wider audience and to brighten more people's days. So, thank you all for listening. This has been The Home for Raven OCs, and we hope you enjoyed your stay. Yeah, you don't have to hear me talk about the spell Fire Sneeze. I mean, Fire Sneeze sounds pretty cool. Uh, it's definitely cooler than Eruptive Pustules. Yes, very definitely yes. Are you ready for Super Idols RPG? Super Idols. A rotating cast of today's hottest up-and-coming tabletop players in one all-new, power-packed podcast. Super Idols. Move into a new dimension with the year's biggest pop music-themed, magical girl-inspired masks campaign. Super Idols. Now you can have all your favorite nerdy roleplay in a funny, sincere, diverse, character-driven package. Super Idols. Meet soon-to-be chart-topping idols like Violence Violet, Bane Raven, Symphoria, Elementum, Queen Bee, Warcry, and Karen. Karen! Super Idols RPG, the internet's premier narrative play podcast about super-powered teen idols. Call the number on your screen now to order Super Idols RPG on CD or cassette, or stream it wherever podcasts are sold! Must be 13 years or older to listen, because we do sometimes say Please do not actually try to order a CD or cassette from us, that's just part of the parody. Please send a self-addressed stamped envelope to yourself, because you deserve something nice in the mail today. And seriously... Come listen to Super Idols RPG. It's pretty cool, and it's a fun show, and we think you'll like it. Visit superidolsrpg.castos.com for more details.